your hands together. It's Brandon Stokes! Wait, do a do, do a different one. That one doesn't work. I didn't I didn't sound check before. I'm an asshole. Yeah, try a try a different. Keep talking and try a different mic. Yeah, it was. I got the lights together, but I forgot. Oh, I didn't even get all the lights. I gotta get the other lights. Shit. Hello. Hey, Sam, behind your head. Turn the lights up. Wait. Behind your head. Turn the lights up. Turn the lights. Up. Yeah! Yay! Hello. How's everyone doing today at the Open Mic Mutiny Radio? Give yourself a hand. That's enough. All right. Um, this is pretty awesome. Haven't hosted open mic in a long time. Open mics are way different than they were when I used to do them. Look at you all and your little pre-signs and shit. You're about to get bumped tonight. Yay! If my friends come, get it, motherfucker. Fuck that shit. I can't believe this shit. You know how many times I got bumped at the brainwash for a goddamn clown once who fucking bombed, and you just get to get up here and you get to sign from the comfort of your home homes on the internet well not today <laughs> also by the way you call this my little zach wasman shirt i i i fucking spent hours and hours watching people fight and during the first presidential election and then i came up with the idea that that people are so angry that they'll give me 20 bucks for something that i don't believe in and yeah, I don't know. I fucking came up with this idea of a fuck Trump shirt. Don't talk to me about it. I don't really care. I, for the most part, I feel like I've been working for Trump because Trump gave me this idea and a bunch of money for like the first couple weeks of the election. <laughs> Hell yeah, you would never see me standing outside at a fucking women's march. Absolutely not, but I will with these shirts. Thank you very much, ladies. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I was just supposed to waste time and do some stuff, and then the open mic's gonna happen, and then um, I'll go home from there, I think. I don't know, um, I don't know. I'm so happy about this, I'm so happy that somebody's gonna get bumped. Not even like enough people, I don't know, but like one or two people, I'm just gonna look you in the eyes and be like, you're next, and then you won't be next at some point during the mic, and um, I feel good about it because I don't do a lot and I kind of feel dead inside, all right and your fucking smiling faces. Just the fact, just the fact that you guys are like, yeah, we gotta go to the mics and you feel good about it. This is like the, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I an AA meeting. I don't, yeah, like, I don't have like that. It's like a CC meeting. It's a comedy. I don't have that CP. anymore. I don't, I feel a physical pain coming. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna start this thing. You guys ready? Uh, all right. Uh, your first comic coming to the stage. Uh, give it up for Shane Kenny, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? This is awesome. Um, welcome back to Mutiny Radio, the Boys and Girls Club for at-risk comedians. 
You know, it's got things we're not used to, attention, bathrooms, roofs overhead. They'll charge a grand, like, per bathroom in some places in SF. So I know what you're thinking. The uh, band didn't work out, and now he's telling jokes. Let's be pretty honest. I'd rather be hiding behind a guitar than my thoughts up here. I do a lot of things, though. Poetry, music, drugs. I like to consider myself an open person. Speaking of drugs, I have vegan friends that will judge me for eating meat because it's unhealthy. Then those same friends will go and do cocaine because apparently cocaine's vegan. Funny how they use the whole, it comes from plants thing to justify everything. So I do have a part-time job though. I uh, drive around in a van with my dog solving mysteries. It's a very spooky line of work after October. I really needed that holiday, you know. Speaking of cartoons, is anyone here a fan of South Park? Anyone? Yeah. So, like, when I was a kid, I thought South Park was meaningless and that life is full of meaning. Now, as an adult, I realize that South Park is full of meaning and life is meaningless. And that has been the plot twist of my coming of age. It's like, oh, the stoner cartoon's full of lessons and wisdom and existence pointless. Man, I did not see that one coming. Great, great job, God. It's a hell of a plot twist. So I'm not sure if you knew this, but guys with long hair can communicate telepathically with other long-haired dudes, just like bald guys can with other bald guys. See, like, each long hair is a tiny antenna picking up on each other's frequencies, just like bald dudes' heads are satellite dishes for each other. Uh, yeah, anyone, anyone here know Ernest? Yeah, me and him were having a great conversation the other night. We were, like, 20 miles apart, both our phones were dead, but clear connection up here. So, um, as you can see, uh, I have the facial structure of a Neanderthal. Yeah, the whole country is shouting, revolution! My ancestors and family are like, evolution, please. We're, we want those thumbs, you know? So I learned this recently that having your forehead and nose extend outward past your eyes is an evolutionary trait designed to protect your eyes from getting punched in the face. So you know what that means. My ancestors were getting punched in the face so frequently for so many generations our DNA literally changed. At one point, my ancestors' DNA had to have a meeting. Like, all right, cells, gather around. Uh, yeah, they won't stop getting punched in the face. So we're going to divert resources to the forehead and nose so they don't lose an eye. Wow, right? wow. Break. <laughs> and that's why my brothers and I are short and stupid, but can take a punch. All right, that's my time. You guys have been great. Thank you. Give it up for that guy. Hey, Shane Kinney, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your next comment coming to the stage. Uh, give it up for Daniel Lewis, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Pam, members of the assembly. So, uh, eh. 
not the best mood. Uh, just went through a big breakup. So that was really tough. That was the bad news. And yeah, it's been kind of hard, but, uh, but you know, like, you know, how a lot of times after a big breakup, the woman will go out and just have like rebound sex. She's like the biggest fucking loser she can find, you know? So that's the good news. Cause like that still happens to be me. <laughs> so we've got some of that going. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Part of the problem is, you know, can't commit. It's your classic story. Can't follow through. That causes a lot of stress. Cycle of stress. I asked my doctor about it. What can I do about all this stress? He was like, you should consider meditation. So I've been doing that. And I got to tell you guys, considering meditating has been so great for me. <laughs> been considering meditating for a couple weeks now, and I'm less focused, less anxious, sorry, more focused. You should really try it. Uh, consider meditating. <laughs> uh, I haven't felt this good since I was thinking of quitting smoking. That was really... Uh, Big plus in my life as well. I don't know, man. I guess I have to go back in the dating pool, man. It's been a long time. I'm 44. And uh, you might not have noticed I'm bald. That sucks. I got to shave my head. That's just for utility. But it gives people the wrong idea sometimes, you know? Like, like you can't do some normal things. Like, for instance, like go buy tiki torches at the store. Because of those fucking guys in Charlottesville. I can't go buy tiki torches. Now it looks terrible if I do that. I got to be like, eh, throw in some parasols, some Mai Tai glasses. I love a garden party. Come on. You know how like when you're younger, you wait out in front of the liquor store for somebody older enough to go in there and buy them? I got to wait. I got to go to the front of Home Depot, hire a Mexican to go inside and buy me tiki torches. I don't buy them that often, but for the joke I do. All right. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, I, have to do, I guess I'll have to do online dating. You know, I didn't do that before. I hear a lot of people complaining about it, but I don't see how it could possibly be as tough as it was before. Like, people seem to think it was like some kind of cakewalk, just going up to somebody and being like, hello, my name, you know, that's, you don't know what they're going to do. And people are like, Tinder's so terrible. You don't like Tinder? Try having somebody swipe left on you in person. That's, a, that's happened to me many times back in the day. Yeah. What else? What else? Yeah, I used to have, I got to say... Looking back, we used to have a lot of arguments, and those always sucked. You know, it was always, and then the postmortems were like really bad too. Like the postmortem of the argument, she would always be like, You got so mad. And that'd be like, I mean, no, she doesn't remember the first half hour where I was really keeping my cool and dealing with some bullshit, not getting mad yet. You know, that'd be like if you were describing a Liam Neeson movie and being like, He's a serial killer going around just killing people. You'd be like, Yo, his fucking daughter got kidnapped. You're leaving that part out. All right. What else? Final note. Uh, my, uh, yeah. Someone asked me the other day if I was ever caught jerking off when I was a kid. Yeah, and like, I, I, I was like, well, you know, nobody actually walked in on me jerking off, but uh, I think I was caught forensically speaking, you know, like, because that's how people get caught for stuff, right? Like, nobody gets caught murdering. Right? You got to build a case, like, uh, gather evidence. Like, I'm, like the, that lone sock that was always next to the bed. What do we have here? Like the, uh, the laptop with just the left-handed fingerprints on it when you dust it? Absolutely. He has no alibi for yesterday afternoon. Of course I got caught. Just never brought up on charges. You know, nobody, I was in the Midwest. Nobody was going to talk about it. Um, and I don't have anything to say about that. So. Wow, wow. Yeah, there it is. Uh, should I do one more thing maybe? Eh. Not really. I'll just leave it. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everybody. 
Yeah, this is great because hosting an open mic, it's like I'm actively listening as opposed to not listening at all. So when I'm active, I'm not like actually listening, but I am listening for when you get the fuck off of the stage. <laughs> it was like, oh, um, tiki torches, tiki torches. And then I was like, man, that guy's head looks like a light bulb. When does he get off of the stage? All right. Your next comment coming to the stage. Uh, he's he's black, so I would never bump him. I would never bump him or William Lushbrow because fuck Dash Kwiatkowski. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Where have these fucking pre-brainwashed or, or these post-brainwashed comics have no idea what I'm talking about? But fuck that guy. But um, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, sets now uh, 30 minutes apiece. Ryan Thomas, James Moore, everybody else. Fuck you guys. It's almost February. Give it up for Ryan Thomas, everyone. Okay. Uh, last week I was in Chicago, and uh, at, Chicago is a lot harder of a city than this city. You know, like I found out because when my Lyft driver picked me up, she was still wearing her shower cap. And uh, if you don't know what that means in the black community, if ever you see a black woman in public with her shower cap on, it means that she give a fuck about you. She give a fuck about your feelings, and she don't take no mess from nobody, no way, no how. All right. She's probably packing heat. She got like a wooden spoon, maybe a belt, probably like a frying pan for your ass. All right. So this is the lady that picks me up, and 45 seconds into knowing her, our conversation goes something like this. Baby, I'm so glad that you're here in Chicago. It's your first time. Yeah, that's so good. I'm so happy you're here. You're going to love it. We have a great city. We do have a lot of crime, though. I was like, oh. And she's like, yeah, and the thing about our crime is that our cops don't have the right equipment to handle our crime, which doesn't exactly inspire hope when you've been in the city for only an hour. I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, they only give the cops these tiny-ass 9-millimeter guns and bulletproof vests, which I thought was the right equipment. Turns out it's not, because she said, baby, the ammunition that I have are hollow tips. That means they could pierce through a bulletproof vest like it's a pillow and explode someone from the inside out. Poof, feathers. Poof, feathers? Did my Lyft driver just compare shooting somebody to a pillow fight? I think the catchphrase that she's looking for is bang, blood. That's how bullets work. She had five stars, too. That was the crazy part. I've never felt so terrified and so safe at the same time. So we went on to talk about how Illinois is a great state, which I've never heard before. But uh, she said it's great because they have a place for everybody. She said, if you like being outdoors, we got a place for you. If you like farming, we got a place for you. If you like food, we got a place for you. If you're someone that likes shooting and killing things, we got a place for you, too. I was like, oh, like the state penitentiary? Because she didn't say hunting, and that's what concerned me. It made me feel like she was hunting pillows. It's mm, fair. Can't wait to be high, ain't edible soon. Uh, then when I was leaving Chicago, I saw this, uh, this poster. I hadn't seen this before in an airport. It said, if you suspect something, report something. Modern day slavery is real, which is like very heavy. Your head nodding like, did you know about this? 
I don't know. All it said was modern day slavery is real. That's all it said, which was confusing, you know, because I feel like that's a lot of chips to put in on just a hunch. You walk around the airport and you see someone that looks like they're having a bad day. You're just supposed to be like, hmm, slave. <laughs> the worst part was the only hint that they gave you was the picture that they used was just two black people. It was just a lady and a man sitting on a plane. Modern day slavery is real. As if to say, hey, if you see two black people, call the cops. Wow, wow. <laughs> Modern day slavery is real. Some of them try to escape. If they're flying north, that's probably a clue. They call it the Overground Railroad. Hmm. What was the end of that? Uh, oh. Oh, right. The other problem with having that poster is that white people aren't going to help your cause because there's too much at stake. Because if they walk around and then they give a call to the cops, here's how that, that goes. Hey, uh, I'm Officer Johnson, uh, Miss Black Lady. Uh, we hope nothing's wrong, but uh, I'm here because that nice white lady over there uh, called us because she thinks that you are a slave. Excuse me? Nope, you heard me right. She thinks that you're a slave. And that black lady's gonna be like, all right, hold my earrings because I got some hollow tips for this bitch. <laughs> all right, y'all, thanks. That's my time. Brian Thomas, everyone. That was amazing. You are the fucking best. Better than every other comic in here because you're black. And you should all aspire to be black comedians because we are the absolute funniest and I stand by that 100% and I'm very confrontational whatever you can't play me off of here lady alright <laughs> no, it's really funny I forgot uh, who did say I was punctuating in a happy oh I don't care I, whatever off. it was I liked that a lot oh, yeah. it was just like what are um who's next can I see that I thought that you were you were um, doing. Um, I'm still gonna go buy the thing, and oh, then I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna fucking single somebody out, you know. You guys, are you guys comics? You guys, you two, you comics? You are okay. Yeah, I was you like because I was like that guy looks really happy, and I'm like he must not be doing this every single day of his fucking life. You see that guy? That's how you're supposed to look right there. He hasn't fucking, he looks like a goddamn, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know. Like the stone-faced Indian with like the one tear coming down the eye, like, I, I don't, nah, not, not on purpose, but it's just, it's just hard to do this shit every single day. That's why I don't anymore, and I'm having a great time, because I just hang out with friends now, every now and again, and, and then I come here and I feel relieved because um, most of my friends do a bunch of cocaine and I don't. And you guys have to be quiet and they don't. All right. <laughs> this is stupid. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Next comic, Johnny Skin. Oh, Johnny Skin, definitely. definitely. Yeah, Johnny Skin. That is sick. It's Stein. Uh, much more Jewish. I can't write. I can't I, write. It's, I, wrote, I wrote terribly, too. It's my fault. Oh, great. Thank God I didn't sign in. Yeah, Johnny Skin is a sick name. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get bumped. I feel like I'm, li I, I'm like white enough where if I 
take a shit in a like a hotel lobby, the bellboy will be like, "Welcome back," <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, uh, so guys, some things um, are, are 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 gross, you know, like roadkill. And some things are sad, like more recent roadkill. But some things are both gross and sad, um, like the sentence, I've been hornier ever since I moved back in with my parents. Uh, that's something I said last week. Uh, okay, I did, I moved back in with my parents. Um, I, I moved from New York. New York is, it, it's like the movies, you know? Shawshank Redemption or Schindler's List. It is like a labor camp with, uh, with an entry fee. Uh, it's terrible and I moved away. I live with my parents. I sleep uh, in the living room um, on the couch because we don't have an extra room, which is interesting. I'm sleeping in the living room and I'm living a waking nightmare. Isn't that interesting, <laughs> that little switcheroo? That's cool. Oh, uh, man, I, I used to have, I don't know if you can tell by my hands, I used to have a lot of anxieties. Uh, as a child, uh, they would come in as, as intrusive as intrusive thoughts. Ooh, if you guys don't know what that is, um, join me, I'll tell you. Uh, it's, uh, it's imagine that your brain is a coloring book and your thoughts are Crayola crayons, right? But I only had one crayon, and it had a fun Crayola name, like your parents are gonna die one day gray. Or uh, what if you kill your parents by black accident? Uh, and I would just, uh, that's all I'd be able to think. Uh, you know, I would just color inside and outside the lines. Uh, and uh, I would finally, you know, go to my parents' uh, room, and, and, and they would comfort me, and I would be able to sleep. This is, I was six years old, adorable. Uh, or, from my parents' perspective, I'm fucking horrifying <laughs> because right as they're on the precipice of sleep a childish figure enters their door and is like death is upon you uh, and and they love me anyway they still house me okay um that's that's jokes not finished that's okay though um I I am uh I was driving up to to the suburbs to where I live and there are all these signs and uh and and they say uh, honk if you agree have you guys seen these honk like honk if you think President Trump is so orange, you know, you know, and my mom is like, ah! um, yeah, that's uh, what does that do? <laughs> what does that do at all? That's nothing. Uh, that is it's you're like noise is power, you know, that's just uh, what that's just like how Peter Pan brought Tinkerbell back to life, you know, clap if you believe, you know, <laughs> and we don't use Peter Pan logic in anything else, you know. Can you imagine if we solved our problems by reconciling with the Native Americans? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that'd be crazy. Wow, wow! Thank you. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, let's see, one more. Uh, I, my mom was an English teacher, and, and she taught me assonance at a very young age. You guys remember assonance from high school? <laughs> repetition of vowels. Pam's heard this joke a hundred times. Uh, repetition of vowel sounds. It's uh, so yeah. So um, it's. I'll give you an example. Uh, it, she said, uh, "Every day I pray you being gay is a phase." Isn't that cool? Those a vowels. Wow. I'm afraid you'll get AIDS. You know what I mean? Wow. We stay straight. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, stay in school. <laughs> Give it up for Mr. Skin. <laughs> I did it again. All right. Yo, somebody look at this. Can I somebody see this? Will you look at this and you tell me what it looks like to you? If it says Stein or Skin. All right? You. What does that say? At first glance. We know now. What does it look like? Stein. 
Oh. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's Fuck you, man. Second glance. Second glance. No, 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 no. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> One more, one more, one more. Alright, one more. We're one on one. Go ahead. No, no, audience member who doesn't do comedy. You do it. What number? Oh, this one. It looks like Stein, but could be Stem. Alright, well, if I would have won that, I would have bumped Willie Lushbaugh, but I did not win as we had a dead even tie. So you're lucky, or are you? I don't know. Today, you're going at your given time that you said that you would, but I wanted to say fuck off. But get up for Willie Lushbaugh, everybody. Is it Willie? Hello, everybody. How are you doing tonight? Oh, my God. You're back. It's crazy. It's I so am good. back. Oh, my God. Woo. Uh, I had a great Christmas like a good boy. I went to church for Christmas. Anybody else do that? Okay, nobody else. All right. Um, and I was at church, and one thing I realized when I was looking at the cross, I saw Jesus up there, and I was like, wow, that dude is fucking ripped, you know? Have any of you recognized this? It's like the church wants you to believe Jesus Christ, this guy works on his core. Yes, he does. And I was thinking like, dude, why, why doesn't the church take advantage of buff Jesus? Like you could use buff Jesus to recruit people at the gym. The slogan writes itself. Like the slogan is this, when you were bench pressing by yourself, do you know who was spotting you? Jesus Christ was spotting you. Yes, clap it up for Christ, everybody. Okay. Not so much. Um, one thing, you know, I really wish and I hope doesn't happen is that we don't go to war, you know? And the main reason is because if we go to war, we're going to have to send boys like me to war. Yes. <laughs> this is going to defend you in war right here if we go. Best case scenario is that I get the enemies, like, really addicted to vaping. That's all I could do, you know? Like, it's like, yeah. Try defeating America with a crippling nicotine addiction. Yeah. USA, right? Everybody clap. USA. USA. Okay, cool. Um, that was my 4th of July themed comedy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love, you know, I like Target. I really like Target mainly because they caught me stealing beer there before. And then they let me, like, come back to Target. Like, I feel like Target is like my high school sweetheart that I wish I had. Like, they understand that we all make mistakes, you know? And they, one thing I really wish, though, like, you know, if you could do things over again, like do high school over again, I wish I could do that. Like, I would have just joined special ed if I was in high school. That way, for sure, I just get all straight A's, you know? My college applications would be like, he has a 4.0, but they do not know how he did it. Okay. Clap it up if you think that joke needs work. Clap it up. Hell yeah. Give me your emotions, bro. I haven't been heckled yet. Okay, um, sorry. All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. He's a pro at that. Um, I like your new haircut. Thank you. Clap it. No, actually, don't. Okay, um, I, I mean, don't let this haircut fool you. I am a bad guy, everybody. Uh, I like to send uh, dick pics. Unsolicited, yes. In the mail, though. In the mail, they're laminated. Okay, um, 
first class postage. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a good feminist boy, though, you know? Like, uh, uh, you know, I was reading a statistic that there's actually more men in jail than women. And I was like, whoa, this is unfair, unequal representation. We need more women in jail, everybody. Yes, we do. Come on, lock her up. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, you know, you know, trying to be trying to be a good feminist boy, you know, it's hard. You know, you look like you're trying to do it. You got the sweater and everything, but it's difficult. It's difficult when you watch pornography. I, th I think it's hard. Like, you know, I support you know indigenous rights, but I'm not watching videos of some Native American dude getting facialed. You know? Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Um, uh, having sex at your parents' house, not good. Um, masturbating at your parents' house, not good. Mother <laughs> walked in on me whacking it one time. Uh-oh. Um, and it wasn't only that, but I had, uh, just discovered my prostate at the time, too. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Hey, where you going? Where you guys going? We got more comedy. <laughs> we got more comedy to go. What causes bullshit? <laughs> I hate when people do that. Like they yell at people at shows, but they're all comics, so it's like whatever, you know. Like whenever like people like you be at a show and then like people are like, I don't know if I want to stay here or not, and then they'll be like, No, please stay, and we need you, and it makes us look pathetic. I mean, we are pathetic, but we don't need to look pathetic. You All know? you need is a motherfucking Slim Jim. I know it, right? Snap into it, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sound. Yo, it didn't make yeah. that sound. I remember when I was a kid and I got one, and I was thoroughly disappointed with the snapping sound of the Slim Jim. Whatever. Um, Your next comic, he's been getting drunk. And when he gets drunk, he's really weird. But otherwise, he's a very good guy, or a nice guy at least. Weird drunk, nice guy. Orion Levine, everyone. Thank you, guys. I, ha I have, it's true, actually. I have been drinking more alcohol because I, I quit smoking weed. Uh, yeah, I quit smoking weed. Turns out it was not the thing that was keeping me from accomplishing my goals. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. This is, this is my first time masturbating in public, so <laughs> bear with me. Uh, I'm not a public masturbator. I did masturbate in a cold stone where I worked one time, but nobody could see. Uh, I do respect public masturbators. That's uh, that's a pretty bold move. I've never seen an image of me masturbating and thought, you know what? I should take this <laughs> to the bus. Uh, <laughs> I never once had that thought. I'm uh, I got a new girlfriend. I'm in a new relationship, which is exciting. We're we're in an open relationship, which is cool. I was like, wow, I'm gonna have a lot of sex, but now it's like, wow, I'm my girlfriend's having a lot of sex. Uh, and look, it's not a competition, but I'm losing significantly. And look, no one's keeping score, but it is 4-0. Uh, and if you, if, 
and look, like it's all right. Like if you want to hook up with my girlfriend, sir, you can. But you're gonna have to start pulling your weight in this relationship. You're gonna need to start watching Sex in the City with this bitch because, quite honestly, I am done. And I know what you're thinking. That is such a Miranda thing to say, and that is the problem. <laughs> Ever since I've told that joke, started telling that joke, the amount of women that have talked to me after shows has skyrocketed. But not like a regular rocket, more like the Challenger. Um, Hell yeah. She's younger than me. She's a little younger than me, which is cool. I think the hardest thing about dating a younger woman is my penis. Uh, in reality, it's quite easy. They're, uh, they're easy to impress. You know, you don't need the money or the car. You just need to convince her that you believe in astrology. And wow, I am really riding this Capricorn train. Let me tell you, I offended a woman. Uh, hell yeah. Um, I think, you know, people, people uh, sometimes weirded out. I'm dating someone significantly younger than me. I'm 43 and uh, I, here's what I say. Like I, to the women my age, how about you just start making less money? You know, because I, I can't handle, I went on a date with a girl and we bought three drinks and it cost the amount that I make in four hours. Yeah, um, that was for you, uh, classic Nicole Tran line. Um, anyways, uh, I, I'm Jewish, I'm a Jewish boy. Uh, yeah, I deserve that. Uh, offended a man. Um, <laughs> I don't really look Jewish, I don't have the Jewish look. I think it's my hair, I have very Christian hair. Uh, Last Jew with hair like this invented Christianity. That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Honestly, I can't blame him, wouldn't you? If you were the only one without sideburns, I'd be like, yeah, I'm the chosen one. Um, have you ever written a joke so good that you can't get a haircut? That's where I'm at. Um, anyways, uh, a friend of mine just went to the doctor to get an STD. Turns out they have the worst one. Yeah, she's pregnant. Uh, babies are STDs, you guys. You can't convince me otherwise, right? Condoms prevent them. There's no cure. All you can do really is put cream on it. Hope it goes away. Um, I actually think I'd be a really good father. I'm like, yeah, I'd keep it warm and I'd watch TV with it. Then I say those words out loud. I'm like, I should probably just get an iguana. That sounds... A lot like an iguana. I almost got an iguana until I looked up how long iguanas live for. And I was like, well, I don't want to be single for 16 to 20 years. Wow, wow. That one sounded a little bit different octave than the other ones. Uh, was, that, was that the Jewish version? Is that what we're doing right now? Is that the Jewish octave? <laughs> I'm really just here to open up for the guitar comic. That's my only job. Um, anyways... I think I have a couple more jokes, but instead I'll just do silence. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs> hey, everybody, thank the Candyman, uh, J.W. Blunt. He's the Candyman. He runs J.W.'s Megawag from 4 to 6. Uh, he's leaving, but if anybody wants any candy, he works for Seas Candy, and we have these amazing candies back here. <laughs> really? There's no weed in them. Just come eat some candy. Okay, bye!
to Brandon. Hey, good. Eat some candy. It's not really candy. Don't give it to your kids or do because fuck your kids. I don't know. San Francisco, they tell you, say fuck kids. And like, ah, oh, we hate kids. I like kids. Kids are cool. And everyone here is monster. And I won't let them turn me into that. You know what I mean? I don't know. You ever go to a place with a baby and everybody's like, I said fucking baby would off itself because it's yelling. It's like, it's a baby, dude. And, um, yeah, I don't know why I said that. I said fuck kids, and then I'm like, yeah, you know what? No, absolutely not. I don't agree with that, and I'm not pandering to you stupid liberal crackers. All right, next comment, come to the stage. Give it up for James Moore, everyone. All right, that Negro bump. That Negro bump, this is reparations, y'all. Yo, Brandon, I'm glad you think I'm black again, dude. No, no, there was, we had a little bit of a rough patch. I used to do this bit where, where I was like, if white people stop bringing their dogs to bars, they can say the N-word once a year on their birthday. Um, and then I was posting in this uh, secret black comedians group, which is now no longer secret, I guess. And, uh, and then Brandon was like, yo, this nigga ain't black. He said white people can say nigga. And I was like, it's a little out of context, but you know, that's, I guess I did do that. Um, but it's good to be back, baby. It's good to be back in the community. Um, all right. I recently quit my tech job to pursue comedy and because they told me to quit, um, they were like, no, it was my decision, you know, to respect their decision. And, uh, and it's been, uh, yeah, I worked in tech for six years. It's good to be out. All right, tech was starting to change me, bro. Started, got a LaCroix addiction, you know? It's not a good look to be a black dude that's always like, anywhere I go, I'm like, where's the LaCroix, you know? It's like, y'all got Pamplemousse, nigga? It's like, it's just not a, it's just not really a good look. Um, got way too used to free lunch, you know? I remember the first weekday I was unemployed. I was just at my house at 1 p.m. I was like, why am I hungry right now, you know? I was like, yeah, where the fuck is lunch, dude? <laughs> like, because if you work in tech, I don't know if any of you do, every day at 11.35, a member of the peasant class comes into your office and, uh, and brings you food. Sometimes they try to make eye contact. Yuck, you know? Disgusting. I'm like, this isn't what I ordered, Enrique, you know? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Joe poor ass. <laughs> Picked up a lot of bad habits in uh, tech. I... Uh, what else did I get from tech? I got an Asian fetish, I think. It's because here's the thing, is in tech, tech companies, there's only white girls and Asian girls, and this might be a bit controversial, but I don't see a single reason why you would ever date a white girl when there's Asians. Does that make sense, guys? <laughs> uh, like, if their parents are gonna hate you, pick the one with better food, I think, you know? <laughs> thank you, yeah, thank you, Asian woman. Um, the worst habit I probably picked up was riding those fucking scooters. I fuck with those scooters. You guys ride those bitch-ass little scooters around? Fuck those scooters. Fuck y'all, honestly. No, they're cheap. They're because here's the thing, is because I grew up a fat virgin, you know what I mean? So I'm used to presenting myself to society as if I don't fuck, right? And that's pretty much the only reason not to ride these scooters. Because they are cheap, they're fast, you can park them anywhere. The only problem is that you really look like you don't ever fuck, you know? Like I remember one time I was riding one of those scooters and there was a dude, and we were at a red light and there was a dude in a Vespa to my right and a guy in a smart guard to my left. We looked like the hell's angels of not getting pussy, you know what I mean? <laughs> then we just sped off at 15 miles an hour. That's the whole bit. 
No, it's not the whole bit. I guess technically I'm a gentrifier. Um, I'm, is it is it is it gentrification if I'm brown? It was like brown in, brown out. You know, it's like it's let's call it let's call it even, muchacho. You know, is this coming off? Is this is this sounding insensitive? Whatever. Wow, wow. Oh fuck! All right. Um, I'm on Lexapro. It's an antidepressant. The only reason you have to know that is because I now can no longer come within any sh amount of time shorter than one hour. I take a really like the other day. I jacked off for an hour and a half. I was like, I'm not leaving until I bust this nut, right? And the the important thing here is a lot of women don't have the patience for that. So a lot of times, like they come and I don't. And I'm starting to finally understand what it's like to be a woman. To be honest, you know what I mean? Like I've, like I think I'm starting to finally get it. Like the, the last girl I had sex with, she came in like five minutes, and then she just fell asleep. And then I had to quietly jerk myself off while she slept. And I was just sitting there jerking off like, man, fuck the patriarchy, dude. Like, this is bullshit, dude. Like, this is, this is garbage. Um, also, a fun fact is all these women, all these fucking women, <laughs> all these fucking women are always, they're always up here complaining about how quick dudes come. Fun fact, dudes, for the guys that come in a normal amount of time, girls only want to fuck for about 15 minutes, all right? And after 15 minutes, they're out. So this whole time, all this tension, we've been arguing over 10 minutes, ladies, you know? No woman wants to fuck for longer than... The point of this joke is women complain a lot. And the actually, the point of this joke... Actually, the point of this joke is I am now complaining about not being able to come, so now I even more understand what women are like because I'm complaining and women complain. Goodbye. See you guys later. I'm black, bitches. I'm black. Kamala 2020, baby. Wakanda forever. Hey, give it up for James Mauer, everybody. Uh, your next comment coming to the stage. Give it up for Cody Abe. All right, I uh, I don't know. I come pretty fast. Um, I recently went on vacation. I, I visited my hometown of uh, Hawaii. I was born and raised there. Uh, every time I go back, though, it gets more and more gentrified. And uh, what I mean is that every time I go back, there's more mo more boba shops that just pop out of nowhere. Um, and if you don't know what boba is, uh, I can explain it to you. It's like it's basically like if you ever wanted to eat tea, uh, you can go ahead and do that at those places. Um, <laughs> It's not the most efficient way of consuming a beverage, but it's my way. I do it all the time. I love, I like boba because uh, I feel like it's a workout for my jaw. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, uh, well, yeah, so I, I visited home and, uh, you know, I, uh, I was driving around. I, I, drived, I drove, like, right by my high school, uh, like, not in, like, a creepy way, just to meet up with my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but she uh no uh but it brought back kind of brought back some memories for me um you know I, I i thought about like this one time where i joined a jazz band uh i joined a jazz band to pick up girls uh it was you know it was not, not the s i was an idiot like girls and just everyone in general don't give a fuck about jazz like at all <laughs> like i'm 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 out there asking like, hey baby, you wanna you want me to play those jazz standards from 1986 for you today? And then they're just like, can you do you know Justin Bieber? Like, what the fuck? I, I I'm not um you know not the right thing. I actually did start like I joined the band to to impress a girl, 
and uh like you know i she she saw that i joined and then she actually dropped out of high school after that never saw her again uh to she she dropped out to pursue a career in music so i picked the wrong thing to impress her with i had i i might as well have gotten into magic or juggling and I, that would have been probably better odds of getting you know any time to talk to her uh i i actually she I actually asked her out before I I joined the jazz band. I was like, I'm I'm gonna redeem myself by doing this, and it didn't it obviously didn't work. But uh, like the, the the reason why I I really wanted to like I, I wanted redemption was because I I th there was like a street fair at my school, and uh, like we were li I was lined like for some reason her friends were lined up and my friends were lined up, and like I just went over to go ask her to hang out, but she was just like. Uh, she was like, uh, she responded to me and she said, no, I'm hanging out with uh, Nick tonight. And I was just like, I, I just didn't know what to say. So I turned around and walked away. Uh, I, j I just, that's, that was the first response I had. Uh, and I looked at my friends and they were holding a flip video camcorder, <laughs> which, which is fucked up. But that they didn't post it on YouTube because that caught wow, on fire, wow. you know? <laughs> they didn't do... I wish they did. Guy gets rejected, walks away, owned. Or what was, what's that? When was that? Like 20... Whatever, like pwned, or what, I don't know. Bring back that word. I, uh... That was the thing. Um, uh, is, is murder really is just, like killing somebody without consent like if there's consent it's it's a duel right <laughs> okay all right thank you everybody everybody uh your next comic i can't pronounce this i don't can't tell what this name says um all right I can't see what this, huh? It's probably right. Aganaga. Um, no, it's not. Oh, it's it, not. It starts with Schooly. Is it Ryan? Schooley? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. But now I'm afraid I'm going to pronounce someone's name wrong, and then I'm going to get beat up outside of the open mic. And we don't need that to happen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know you're a lover, not a fighter, but you really could do, probably do some damage if you wanted. Come hey, because uh, black, because uh, white people can't beat up black people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's it's true. Like I don't They're know. They're called stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, you know, you see like if you ever see like the one like the videos on the internet, whenever there's like a white guy and then he beats up a black person, finally, and then everybody's in the comment section rejoicing like, ha, see that they can only fight in, in groups and shit like that. I don't know. I I, I spend a lot of time looking at uh, YouTube comments and I get furious sometimes, and sometimes I enjoy them a bunch. Recently. White rapper said, uh, nigga, um, in, in a battle rap, and he got punched, and it's the greatest thing in the world, and you should look at it. And I fucking, I'm, I'm upset because this is Friday, and I feel like that got posted on Tuesday, and I was seeing it on other things, and I didn't click on it, and I'm like three days like late, you know? I don't know. Those are like my type of thing. That's what I do at home besides jerk my dick. All right. <laughs> Next comic coming to the stage, give it up for Ryan Schooley, everyone. 
Hey, all right. Good times, baby. I uh, never anticipated my name would start a conversation about race. That was a, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how it happened, but we got from the last name Schoolie to uh, fucking racially charged fistfights, and uh, a good time was had by all. A good time was had by all, man. No, I I don't know. I've uh, uh, I've I've been uh, I've been thinking about my parents a lot as a uh, way to transition into this joke. <laughs> my uh, some of you guys know this. My parents had a weird job when I was growing up. My my parents were actually landlords in New York State. A um, little bit of New York State real estate trivia for you guys. Uh, in New York, landlords cannot actually directly evict their tenants. They have to hire a third party to serve the eviction papers for them. And the main reason that I know this, because when I was in third grade, I was my parents' third party. That was... <laughs> that's, uh, they thought that was a good idea, man. That, the, the, the people that I trusted implicitly... We're like, let's send our fucking little boy out there to do some damage, you know? Um, I was not like a confident third grader either, you know? I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't like the kind of third grader who could really take charge of a situation like that. I was, I was shy, I was insecure, which means I think somewhere in the back of my parents' heads, they were like looking at me and they're like, you know what would raise his self-esteem a little bit? Ruining a man's life. I think that's what's gonna fucking give him the self-worth to really take the world by the balls, you know? It's probably would. I, uh, I didn't end up doing it though. I, I knocked on the guy's door and he wasn't there. And I think my dad saw me like almost cry <laughs> when I did it. So he's like, you're off the hook, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'll hire a regular adult to do this, regular adult job. I, 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 gotta, I, like, I can't imagine what would happen if the guy was there. Like I feel like that would be way worse for him than it would be for me. Because there's no worse way to be evicted than to be evicted by a child, you know? Like, I feel like that's the worst way to get kicked out of your house. Like, he answers the door and sees, like, a cute little boy, and he's all like, oh, hey, hey there, little buddy. You, uh, you here to sell candy bars for your baseball team? And I look at him, and I'm like, it is substantially worse, actually. Uh, <laughs> you might want to sit down. Um, yeah, man, I'm not... I'm uh, I'm a rarity for a stand-up comedian. I don't, I don't really like weed that much. Uh, Boo! Uh, you, okay. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah. I deserved that. Um, you you guys are even nodding too. She's like, yeah, she's right. Fuck you. Uh, you should smoke weed. Um, here's why I don't. This is Pam's least favorite joke, by the way. Here's why I I don't smoke weed. It's like when I do it, I I make decisions I regret. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the best example of this I have is, is my cat will whine a lot at night and keep us up. And so we have a spray bottle that we use on the cat to get her to shut up. And the other day, I smoked weed before I went to sleep and got real fucking high. Cat started whining. I couldn't find the spray bottle, right? What I'm trying to tell you guys is I spit on my cat. And that's the thing that I did. Spit right on her kitty face. Fun thing that happens when you spit on a cat is neither you nor the cat knows what to do next. That's <laughs> People, uh, you might wonder, do animals know it's disrespectful to be spit on? And the answer is, after you spit on them, they do. They, uh, <laughs> 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 the worst part of it, too, is uh, I, um, 
I get really anxious when I smoke, so I spent the next 30 minutes after spitting on my cat paranoid that me and my cat can't be friends anymore. And that's a fucking, that's a bad place to be in your life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you guys on this. I uh, I got engaged recently. I got engaged to my uh, my longtime girlfriend. Um, thank you. No claps, but one click. I like that. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> here's thank you. I appreciate that. You're not gonna like the end of this joke, but um, here's what I learned from the experience that I didn't expect to learn is that uh, proposing to your girlfriend has the same exact skill set as cheating on your wife. You know what I mean? Because like, think about it, in both of them, you're sneaking around, you're lying, hiding jewelry in the house. And it's to the point where like, if any of my friends get engaged and it's a really like amazing proposal, I get a little suspicious, you know? Like when my, my female friends get engaged and they're like, I never saw it coming. I'm just like, that will not be the last time you say that actually. Um, all right guys, that's it, thanks. Wow, what a racist set by that guy. Oh, my God. This is bullshit. Fuck you, dude. Oh, I can't believe you said all that. I didn't hear it. But I'm pretty sure it was a lot of bigotry involved in that set. All right. I'm just looking at your face. You know what? <laughs> all right. There's a bunch of dudes up here and... Uh, I think I'm going to switch that up for a second. I don't know. I don't know. Why not, huh? Yeah, Tony Sparks used to let them get all the odd numbers, and I'd be like, all the fucking odd numbers? Are you serious? But now... Tony Sparks values vagina, and uh, I have always appreciated that about you know, him. Uh, why is it valued so much? It's just fine, like everything else. Like, well, whatever. No, no, things. absolutely not. You're not getting equal spots when there's only... There's not... You can't get... It's true. Uh, there's not one, three, equal five, amounts seven, of men nine, and women. Yeah, go yeah, you're fuck right. There's like yourself. a yeah. third of... But like, there's been too many of you motherfuckers. It's true. So I will do this. Uh, you know, Next comment coming to the stage. Give it up for Rachel Pinson, everyone. Yeah, last time I was up here, I got bumped for vaginal nepotism. Thanks, Pam. Now I'm doing it again. I didn't do anything, but I was born with a vagina. I don't know. I hear a lot of uh, comedians, talk, like especially the Asian comics. Yeah, not to bring up race or anything. Like talk about. Like what a disappointment they are to their parents because they do comedy and they're like a successful teacher or whatever. And I think that like I grew up at the opposite of that. I think white trash culture is the opposite because my family was just like, oh my God, you graduated high school and you didn't even get pregnant? Awesome, that's like more than we ever did. Oh my God, you did this. And like now I do comedy. And like before this, I was just like, a like a homeless hippie and they're like oh my god she does something we can tell people she's not just a professional homeless person that's crazy that's crazy and i'm like yeah i uh hold microphones and talk in front of people um i have an asian boyfriend and i think he fetishizes me for being white trash i do <laughs> i do okay because once he was just like hey can you talk to me in like a country accent i'm like uh I think I got this. Okay. <clears throat> I'm 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. <laughs> 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 I 
Mama turned off the water again, but we don't need no water. We got Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Your shoe don't kiss me like my cousin does. Oh. Growing up, I thought my family was really religious because they took me to church all the time. Like, at least once a week, we would go to church. But those are just Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. <laughs> like, come to find out. I thought the term alcoholic was just a synonym for adult because every, al- every adult I knew would get up and be like, hi, I'm Tim. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> like, hi, Tim. But now I realize I was right. I was. It is a synonym <laughs> for adult. Like, after all these years, I found out the wisdom of children as I was then. Oh man, I uh, drink a lot of beer, uh, especially doing open mics. I was like telling my, okay, I have like, my parents are lesbians, but my dad's a hillbilly. I don't know if that makes me half lesbian, half redneck, or like two thirds lesbian, one third. I don't know the math, okay? I don't know. But I do know I was telling my dad I've been drinking too much beer and he's like, you don't need to quit drinking beer. Just switch to Michelob Ultra. It's got less carbs, less calories. I'm like, thanks, dad. Back to the alcoholism thing. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Moving to California, I realized people are really sensitive when it comes to language. I can't use the R word anymore. Because anytime I call somebody a Republican, they get so mad, man. But I get it. It's because they put a retard in the White House. Uh, Yeah, Pam liked that joke. Oh, you know what? She likes cats. I had a cat once. I had a dog adopt a kitten once. I had a dog bring us a kitten. It dropped it outside. It was like, it's part of our family now. But this cat, we found out why this cat was abandoned by its mom. Because this cat was fucking crazy and started attacking everyone and tried to kill everybody. We didn't know what to do. My stepmom, like, rushed my little sisters out of the house. She ran into the laundry room hiding from the cat. She didn't know what to do, so she called the police. She called the police, and they laughed at her. They laughed at her. They're like, what are you doing, ma'am? And she's like, the cat, it's chasing me. They're like, how big is the cat? She's like, oh, like seven pounds. Like, how old are you? She's like, I'm 56. What does that have to do with anything? So they did send a cop there, but I think it's because they wanted a 5150 her. And the cop comes in, and he's like, I don't see a cat, ma'am. And she's like, she's hiding. She's really sneaky. And the cat comes out of nowhere, starts attacking the cop. He gets scared. He runs in the laundry room with my stepmom. And he had a call for motherfucking backup on this cat. I think the saddest part about that is that is not the cat that my dog raised. You know, it just wasn't, wasn't. Guys, uh hear about the war on drugs boo i know it sucks man i lost a few good men to the war on drugs like george andrew a couple benjamins a whole jackson five fuck that was hard that was a rough night that was a rough night all right bye Rachel Pinson, everybody. All righty. We're going to keep this thing going. Get off your next comedian, Sam Carroll, everyone.
1995, Barack Obama wrote a book called Dreams from My Father. It was translated into 3,765 languages. And in most of those languages, Barack Obama wrote a book called Dreaming of My Dad. You know, in 2018, Michelle Obama wrote a book called uh, Becoming Michelle Obama. And it was translated into zero languages because she's a goddamn narcissist. I've been thinking a lot about baby names recently. Uh, and here's the thing about baby names. They're the same as adult names. There's absolutely no difference. All baby names can be all adult names, except chastity. That's explicitly a, a adult name, an adult name. Because um, you can't name your ch baby chastity, right? Because you fucked to get the baby here. It's hypocrisy. You're better off naming your baby hypocrisy. There's a very short list of people who can be named chastity, and it's anyone who is conceived intravenously and Jesus Christ. That's it. That's where the list ends. There's nothing after that. Speaking of chastity, I drove by a church the other day. It had a sign on it that said, pregnant, worried, need help. I thought, brilliant. You know? Because it's like the first thing you learn in marketing is uh, buy one, get one free. It's real, real smart of them. Real smart. Yeah. My mom is pretty Catholic. She went to Brazil recently, and uh, she bought back some of their Brazilian wax candles. You guys know about these? They smell terrible. They're awful. I'm trying to think of how I can put this artistically. They smell like a, a pussy, burnt hair, some dick, a little bit of balls, and like just a taint smell of faint. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know what poopery is? You heard of this? Stuff you spray in the bowl? So you take a nasty shit. She's like, yeah, I know that shit. French lavender? French lavender? <laughs> oh, I like Italian lavender a little bit better. It's a little more tomato-y. It contrasts my... I'm done with that, sorry. No, I, but I, I use that stuff all the time, you know, because I can't afford the gas relief at CVS, so I've just been drinking it straight up, you know. I fart in an elevator and people say thank you. Yeah. I was in the hospital the other day. I was looking for a bathroom. I ended up stumbling into a gender-negative bathroom. Uh, there was not a single toilet in that bathroom. I had, I had to shit in a filing cabinet, if you can believe it. <laughs> Wipe with expense reports. It was not a good time. It still hurts. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a question for you guys. Do you guys do you guys think the people who work at the suicide hotline get paid on commission? <laughs> Anyone? I tried to work I tried to work at the suicide hotline. This is my backup, you know. I but I was trying to do it. I was trying to be a part of the suicide squad and everything and work for them. Um but my first mistake was inquiring about employment through the suicide hotline. They they don't want you to do that. There's a whole separate number that you have to dial on. It's not the suicide hotline. They just answer it nervously, which I can expect from them. It makes sense. Let me guys ask you another let me ask you another question. If you're stranded on a deserted island and you could bring one thing from your childhood, what would it be? You can just shout it out. Anything. Something from your childhood. On a desert anyone? No one? A Sega. A Sega, G.I. Joe. 
That's those are good things. There's no electricity on the deserted island though. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm just surprised no one said pocket pussy. That that would be the first thing that I would go for in that situation. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh I got one of these load sensing girlfriends. Yeah, I fucked that up. I was. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell it. I'm gonna save it so you hear it for the first time. That's it. That's that's all I got for you guys. Thank you. Get up for Steve Carrero. Uh, Steve Corral. Oh, man. Radio. Steve Corral was just here. Oh, wait, is that a famous person? Steve. I feel like it's a name of a person I know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. Because no one. I love uh, Lamp. That's the, yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was. But then yeah. nobody made any like, um, no, like gesture Sam that Carroll, is the thing. But that's not his name anyway. He has another name. No one knows who he is. I just have to say before, you have one year left to apply for America's Next Top Model or the real world, so you better fucking get up on that. Yeah, because those eyebrows are fierce, huh? I don't His know. eyes are wide set. He's got the right bone structure. Come on. He's tall. He rides bikes. But also, by the way, uh, Pam is stuck on the system built... Um, and like the 1990s by bulimic Zima bitches as well. So I don't Zima know. Zima is White still, Claw. White Claw is Zima. I don't know. Everything is still together right now. Like, people love themselves now, and they have enamel on their teeth because they're not puking all Fair the time. Fair enough. It's I fine. Know. It's fine. Like Lizzo and like all these fat bitches are shining right now. So please don't force anyone into an eating disorder because of past. Fucking um, beauty standards. Farron, I know that the <laughs> '90s were a rough time. Fake boobs and shoulder pads. We couldn't live up to anything. Yeah, you had the worst butts in the '90s. It was fucking disgusting. Weird horse and butts. no one likes that anymore. No one likes the thong you could see all the way up your ass. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, I got white references already. <laughs> Uh, your next comic coming to the stage. Happy to see this guy. You want to know why? Because he's black. And hooray. Give it up for Jacob McHenry, everyone. Thank you. All right, yo. All right. Uh, a lot of cat talk up here. I'll keep it going. Um, you guys heard the the saying, uh, curiosity killed the cat? You guys hear about that one? It's an old saying, and um, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it because uh, I feel like it's outdated because curiosity has killed way more people than cats at this point, right? It's like it's, it's not even close. Like, uh, I feel like until there's been a cat death by autoerotic asphyxiation... I feel like we could just hold off on curiosity, kill the cat. Like I, I, I can't imagine the cat like jerking off and then thinking like, I wonder what this would feel like with a noose around my neck, you know? People are, are way more curious. <laughs> uh, any y'all been so high that you you've had to dance your way out of a panic attack? Like literally dance your way out of a panic attack? No, 
Just me? Yeah, well, yeah. It actually fucking works. So if you guys are, if you guys are in a spot, you know, <laughs> it actually worked. <laughs> but uh, my uh, my wife, my wife uh, walked in on me doing this and thought I went crazy, which is understandable. Uh, mainly because there was no music playing at the time. It was just, uh, I was dancing to the rhythm that I felt in my soul, which uh, I think now were just heart palpitations. So, uh, yeah, no, don't worry, I, I lived through it. Um, I, uh, I got in trouble at work. Um, my family, uh, I, I told my mom and she told my whole family and I, uh, they always have extra, like my uncle gives me a call immediately and he goes, hey, nephew, you need to play the card immediately. I was like, what do you, he's like, the black card. You need to play the black card immediately. And, uh, which is aggressive, like aggressive advice to give to someone when you don't know what the reason they're in trouble for. Um, because I was in trouble for being late to work, and I feel like that would have been kind of weird if they were like, hey, we need to talk to you about why you're tardy, and I'm like, it's because I'm black? And I feel like they'd be like, uh, maybe, I don't know. It's You and Andre are constantly late. I don't... <laughs> Now, you know what's funny is my, my uncle, he tells me, he's like, use the card. It's like, it's like you're get out of jail free. And then he caught himself and he's like, unless they're actually trying to send you to jail, then fucking good luck. Um, I really came up here without a plan. Wow, wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> One minute. Oh, no, no. I, I like it. All right. Uh, one minute. What else? Um, how about this? I, uh, I've, at work, I found out one of my, my coworkers is a shaman. You guys know what that is? One of those spiritual healer medicine men, which uh, uh, it didn't really make sense to me at first because he's a white dude from Minnesota, uh, uses the phrase cool beans a lot, you know? Not exactly who you would imagine a shaman being, which uh, got me curious. What are the qualifications to becoming a shaman these days? And after talking to him, I think I figured it out. It comes down to two things. One, uh, you have to have drugs. That's, uh, that's important. Step number two is once you have those drugs, tell everybody you know that you have drugs now. And uh, actually, I fucked that up. Tell everyone that you know you're a shaman. <laughs> Not that that made it any better. All right, thank you very much. Hot Fire said, best set of the goddamn night. Why? Because he's black. All right. Yo, man, James Marr came up, and then I was like, when is he going to get black again? And then it did. And that was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen, and you'll never compare in your fucking life, sir. <laughs> I know that I'm glad that you guys know that I'm joking, but I'm only kind of joking. All right. Your next comic coming to the stage. Give it up for Andrea David, everyone. Um, I just wanted to answer the question that everyone's been thinking tonight, and yes, I do have a lot of opinions. Um, um, recently, I got bangs, and to most people, that's like 
I, it's a question I've been getting asked a lot. Um, and no, everything in my life is fine. I made rent. Um, I go to school. I just thought I needed a change. Um, but there's something with bangs. Or I really like how I look in bangs. Um, but I forgot that I had a forehead. Uh, I was with the girl that I babysit, and she was. Um, I fucked up my bangs, so I had to like you know lift my bangs up. And she goes, "Ew, ew! Please put it down, put it down." And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "I forgot how big your forehead was." And I was like, "Ah, oh, God." Thanks, Zoe, for reminding me. Um, but um, it's only been 24 months into the year, um, and I realized with great bangs comes great responsibility. Um, I was back home for the holidays, and um, I was doing my favorite, er, my town's famous pastime, which is fucking guys from the military base. And yeah, ooh, we got fans of the military. Cool. Um, so I was at this dude's dorm because he is in, mil in the military. And um, you know, we were making out and I'm kind of used to guys like pushing my head to like S3D. But he was giving me like the runaround, like, you know, I'd like get to his wee wee and then he like turn. And I was like, is this something like new or something, you know? And then I asked him and I was like, um, why do you keep turning me to your butt? And he goes, oh, um, I thought, with you know the bang thing that you're into butt stuff. And I was like, what? Is this a new rule? Apparently, this says anal, but this says daddy issues. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, bangs. Um, do I look cute? Um, but I was at a party recently with a lot of my gay friends. Any gay people that aren't Brandon? No? Cool. Well, let me give you the rundown. So, um. I was at a gay party, and I was the only straight person there. I know I'm very brave. Um, and they were they separated the people between breeders and gays. For those of you that don't know what a breeder is, it's someone that's straight. Um, and it had come to my attention that I was, in fact, the only breeder, because all the other girls were like, no, fuck men, Wah. fuck a penis. And I was like, ooh, fuck a penis. Um, <laughs> But then one of the gays told them that I was straight, and then a lot of them were like concerned. They were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, do you love yourself? And I was like, I do. And then they kept on asking me these questions. They were like, have you tried being with a girl before? And then I was like, no. And then they're like, uncuff your jeans right now, because apparently that's a gay thing. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, I guess I got to do that. <laughs> So I had to, yeah, so I had to uncuff my jeans. Apparently I can't wear collar shirts anymore. I can't wear Hawaiian shirts. I can't do a lot of things because I'm straight. And um, later at the party, as I was wallowing in like my very frumpy jeans, this girl goes up to me and she's like, hey. And you know, she like, you know, touched my butt. And I was like, oh no, like I'm pretty straight. And she's like, oh, the bangs say that you're gay. And I was like, they do, do they? And that's the day I found out I was 90-10, and that um, with great things comes great responsibility. Thank you. Andrew David, everybody. Hey, yay. We got just like six or seven more comics left. I don't know how many left we have, but I ate that weed edible, and I'm very bad at weed, guys, so I might have to leave abruptly. No, I'll make it. I'm it's only kidding. 10 milligrams. I don't know what that means, Pam. <laughs> I don't know what that means. This is the first place I ever ate edibles when oh. I was eating a bunch of Rice Krispies, like oh. way too many, and then they were like, hey, man, uh, that's way too many, and I was like, 
no worries. And I almost died that night. Oh, so, ego death is weird. I know. Huh? Edibles. They call it ego death. If you have too much THC, it puts you into a spiral of yourself and you actually like meet yourself and have your own ego's death. And it's very, very difficult. That but is you made a lot through. of words. You've. That's you're, so many words. You're philosophical. You Yo, made it to the other side. Yeah, you, you need to figure out how to shorten that shit down for people if you want to explain some shit. Don't be talking to me with that many words monologuing. You know, I get to say stuff in between. Otherwise, my eyes just get all like, ooh, 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 what is he talking about? It's like reading books. That's why I don't do it, guys. I can't read. <laughs> can't read. My eyes just get wandery. She goes, I can't read. Is that what that was about? He's an auditory learner. It's fine. I'm not a learner. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a goddamn, I'm a goddamn gamer. All right. I, show me how to uh, press the right trigger. All right. Right trigger. Um, next comic coming to the stage is coming to the stage because he is my roommate. So therefore, he can come to the stage now. Um, as opposed to at the very end of the list, he's crippled. As you can see, watch this. Uh, all right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Give up Colin Holt to everybody. I agree with you. Books, they make great wall decorations, huh? Yeah. I got I cliff noted everything. It was probably more work than actually reading the book. Horrible. Hey, hello. Good evening. My name's Colin. I got in a motorcycle accident. I have six screws and a plate in my foot. So technically, I am broken on the inside. All right. Yeah. I said technically. I said I'm technically broken on the inside. You have to get to know me before I open up more. <laughs> uh, all right, sick, dude. I used to work at a weed dispensary. Yeah, I used to work at a weed dispensary. And uh, I quit. It sucked. There was this guy named Red. He was the boss's brother. So he was a person I had to answer to but didn't work for. I don't know. He, it was my boss via nepotism. He could speak pidgin, um, not like the Islander dialect, but he would coo and then pigeons would flock to him. And he was kind of like a failed Disney princess. You know, he might just be a Disney stepsister now that I'm thinking about it because He'd always ask women when they came in, uh, nice boots, lady, where do you get them from, those boots? He's Moroccan, but he sounds Russian. Like he just broke all of his goddamn glass slippers or something. I gotta go to Payless, get me some of those boots. That's where he would go. Red, he was a jerk. There was another guy named Ralphie. He was one of the angriest guys I ever met who also practiced, he was a practicing chiropractor. And <laughs> one time he was giving me an adjustment for free, you know, for weed. And uh, as he was about to crack my neck, he said, you know, I fought in Vietnam. <laughs> That's terrifying. It was like a... 
he got out and then they reconditioned him. How hard are we gonna crack their backs? Just enough to feel something, sir! He also was a practitioner of homeopathic medicine exclusively for racehorses. Ralphie, a horrifying man. But yeah, I quit that job at the weed dispensary because I didn't like it. I didn't think I would end up not liking Bob Marley and Pink Floyd as much as I did, which is, uh, you know, people were annoying too. I think the worst were the reggae fans. They'd come in and be like, come on, man, hook it up. Give us some free weed. We're going to a concert. And I'm like, dude, if you want some free weed, just go to the concert. That's where all the free weed's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I go on the reggae forums too, and on there everybody's like, "Them not knows man," because that's how they type. <laughs> and uh, one of the questions was, "How do you feel about homosexuality?" Down the line, thousands of comments were just like, "Jaw condemns it," and I think it's pretty gross. But I'm not judging. I was like, "Damn, dude, you are the worst at not judging." <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, how are you so homophobic when the name of your music genre is half gay? <laughs> I mean, reggae is one child with a speech impediment away from being way gay. <laughs> I just listen to the way gay. with the way gay pump me up. That's a great joke. Oh, thanks. All right. It's way gay. That's why it's great. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. Colin Holtz, my roommate, everybody. How do you say this? Aganaga? I, okay. All right. First try. I got it. So I'm going to nail this one. Knock it right out of the goddamn park. Your next comic coming to the stage. Give it up for Dan Skin. <laughs> Fresh callback. Yeah. Very good. Give it up. Your host has been very funny tonight, hasn't he? Let's hear it. Yeah, rock it. Yeah, very funny guy. Rocking the beanie over the hoodie look. That's a cool thing, right? Never. S- I never seen that before. Well, it's clearly hip because white people are copying it. Uh, and so, uh, uh, and he literally saw that joke coming. You saw that joke coming and then you removed it last second, you white fuck. Anyways, I'm white too, spoiler alert. Uh, I'm a white guy. Uh, it's cool to be in this cool neighborhood. I'm not from a cool neighborhood. Uh, I'm uh, from New York City, uh, which is cool, but I was born and raised on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yeah, never gets a clap. I know, I get it, I get it. It's uh, it's one of those few places where people, when it gets more specific, people's moods like turn 180. You know what I mean? Like if it's like, you're from Alabama, oh, we're in Alabama, Mobile, like cool, that's even more interesting. But it's like, New York City, Upper East Side of Manhattan is like interest followed by disgust. You know, it's kind of like if you were talking to a really old guy and he told you he fought in World War II, that's like, that's interesting. And then he says on the German side, yeah, that's exactly what that deserved. Thank you. Uh, no, I grew up on the Upper East Side. That's why I lie now, and I tell crowds I'm from Brooklyn. That plays a lot better. Brooklyn's hip. You know, uh, when I say that shows, sometimes someone in the crowd will uh, scream out a famous Brooklyn person. Like, I'll say I'm from Brooklyn, and I'll just hear, like, Woo! Biggie! 
No one here is Upper East Side and is like, woo, Epstein. <laughs> yeah, Madoff. Like, I don't know. They're, we all suck. Like, all the Upper East Siders are bad. Yeah. But uh, I celebrated my birthday a month ago. Um, th th yep, thanks. I didn't do anything for it. I mean, I basically didn't kill myself. That's the only thing I didn't do. Uh, that's essentially the only thing to celebrate on your birthday. Like everything else, your mom should get the credit. But um, yeah, I have a day after Christmas birthday. It's a pretty shitty birthday. Uh, not as bad though as a 9-11 birthday. Yeah, a 9-11 birthday, it's the 9-11 uh, of birthdays. It's, it's a really bad one. And uh, my best friend uh, from uh, childhood, he has a 9-11 birthday. And uh, I'll always remember his 17th birthday. Or, let me rephrase. I'll never forget his 17th birthday. Uh, it was September 11th, 2002. So it was a year after 9-11. Well, technically, 9-11 happens every year. It's a date. Like, whenever like, I read he news headlines, they're like, this is like Al-Qaeda's planning the next 9-11. I'm like, the next 9-11 is this year. 9-11 happens every year. It's between 9-10 and 9-12. I feel like what they did wrong with 9-11 is they named it after the day. You know what I mean? Like every other tragedy is always the named after the place, right? Like uh, Pearl Harbor. Now that's good tragedy branding, Pearl Harbor. Like, uh, like does anyone know when Pearl Harbor was? Very good. Not everyone answered that though, right? Some people forget about it and that's, that's what some, tra some tragedy, tragedy should be that. They should be forgotten. But 9-11 you're never gonna forget, right? They even named it Never Forget. Like, who's going to forget 9-11? That's like naming a 3.30 meeting, 3.30 meeting. It's like, you're going to make that 3.30 meeting. Do you know when it is? Don't forget it. It's at 3.30. I was going to go somewhere else with that, and then I went on the 3.30 tangent. Wow, that's a long But also 9-11 happens twice a day. Yeah. Is this joke workshop? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was wha or whack no. I was giving you your minute, but then no, I, I also it, I like thought of a tag for your joke, it. so I'm so sorry. I'm it's giving a new you a tag. minute for no, now. No, Pam, I love you. Thank you. Uh... No, I just think, I just think, so, oh, yeah, well, I was saying my friend has his 9-11 birthday, uh, September 11, 2002, and uh, he came up to me, and he just goes, dude, are we going to fucking rage tonight? I was like, I don't know, man, it's been a year after the tragedy, that seems fucked up. He just looked at me dead in the eye, he goes, dude, you think I'm going to let those piece of shit terrorists ruin my special day? Fuck that, we're going to go extra hard tonight. Super admirable, right? Uh, but the thing is, he's Indian. And uh, I know India had nothing to do with 9-11. I know you look very confused. Don't worry, you're very woke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear this up right now. Uh, I know India had nothing to do with 9-11, but when you're at a bar on September 11th, 2002, and you see a young brown guy at the other end of the bar just being like, woo, shots on me. <laughs> it's hard not to be a little racist. Okay, thanks a lot. That's it for me. Dan Naganaga, everybody. All right. You guys are in for a treat because the next comic, his name is Dan as well. So you're going to get yourself a little Dan off in here. After, after his set, we're going to vote which Dan you like the best. And that Dan will get to come back next week for the same four minutes that he did this week. All righty. Give it up for Dan Button, everyone. I just wrote these this week, so I'm going to use jo uh, notes. 
I'm from San Francisco, which is a beautiful city, internationally known for its sex culture, and where the words paint job have a totally different meaning than everywhere else in the world. Just a little tip, if you're ever trying to hire a painter in San Francisco, make sure that you guys are on the same page, that you're talking about putting paint on the walls of a building. Otherwise, you have really awkward phone conversations of like, oh, well, that's a little different, but I guess I could be into it. <laughs> I went fishing the other day, and you know, I don't think I was doing it right, because all the fish were just kind of like swimming, and I was like standing on land holding a stick. I'm teaching myself how to cook right now, which is a funny phrase because it implies that part of me knows how to cook and the other part doesn't, when in fact both parts don't know how to cook. And so like, as a student of myself, I doubt my teacher's qualifications like all the fucking time. I have seen no improvement throughout the class. And you know, people who actually teach other people how to do things call, call this learn by doing. I like to think about that phrase as learn by doing it wrong. I'm just gonna stop this joke here. Actually, no, I'm gonna keep going. Fuck that. The other day I bought some nice mushrooms and you know, I was trying to cook them in the pan and I ruined them. They went from shiitake to shit and it was all my fault. And you know, at least whenever you have a teacher, like you have somebody that you can blame, but like it was all on me. You ever look at a bowl of food and just be like, oh, I have to eat that? It looks like shit. Looks like shit. That actually reminds me of a thought that I had the other day. Can somebody explain to me where the phrase holy shit came from? Like, I've heard about like the story of the Holy Grail, but I've never heard this phrase about like King Arthur and the holy shit. Is that in the Bible somewhere? And then the Lord obliterated my toilet. Leviticus chapter 23. You ever have to get up in the middle of the night to take a pee? You never have to get up in the middle of the night to take a shit, do you? Isn't that weird? <laughs> Pam is like, I heard Pam in the back, she's like, sometimes. <laughs> you ever been taking a dump and like had water like splash your ass? That's a little, it's like shocking. You go, oh, it's cold down there. Am I in my apartment or the San Francisco Bay? You ever had a really juicy poo, like you feel it coming on and you're like, boy, I should take my shirt off for this one. It's gonna get warm in here. Wow, wow. Oh, uh, these are bad, these are really bad. You ever Dutch oven yourself? It's kind of like the real life equivalent to hitting a banana that you dropped in Mario Kart. I've read an article the other day, I'll leave you with this. I read an article that I, I'm, this is the main reason why I have the notes. I'm just gonna read it verbatim. I think you guys should know about it. It's from the New York Post. And the title is, Antonio Brown farted in my face and still owes me $11,000, <laughs> says doctor. Now the title of that story gives you a lot, but I'm gonna read the whole thing just so everybody is not judging Mr. Brown. 
Quote, Antonio Brown's former doctor says the football star reportedly farted in his face and laughed about it during a consultation where he showed up three hours late and claims the receiver still owes him $11,000 in unpaid fees. According to a new report in Sports Illustrated, Monday. Sports Illustrated. Dr. Victor Prisk, a former bodybuilder and gymnast who runs Prisk Orthopedics and Wellness in Monroe, Pennsylvania, filed a civil suit against Mr. Brown earlier this month in Pennsylvania. One of Brown's accolades took a video of the noxious meeting in August 2018, obtained by TMZ, in which the footballer can be heard farting and laughing about it <laughs> as Prisk tests his body fat. It just seemed childish to me. Prisk told Sports Illustrated, I'm a doctor and this man is <laughs> farting in my face. In the video, Brown jokes, I had a lot of fiber, bro. To the one Fred off camera. My name is Dan Britton. Thanks for letting me try this out. Yeah, for Dan Britton, everyone. Who won the dinner? Who's your favorite Dan? Was it Mr. Britton or Mr. Aganaga? Huh? Britton. Who was that guy? Huh? Aganaga. Oh, you guys tie. Get the fuck out of here now. Out. Out. Get out. You cannot come back to my open mic. Next week will not be my open mic, so you can come back next week, but... You must go now. All right, give it up for Dan Britton, everyone. Radio Land. It was awesome. He came up here with a fucking parchment, and then he read these jokes off of it. Really cutting edge and stupid. All right, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, leave those notes. How many more people do we have on the list? Like four. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah I know exactly it. I've, that's time. why I'm talking. I've been, I've been keeping time. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, your next comic coming to the stage has been standing right outside of the doorway this whole time, and he finally gets to come in. I mean, he could if he wanted to, but now he is in, and that's why he should have never came in, because he's knocking shit all over the goddamn place. I'm just kidding. Give it up for Ray Khan, everybody. What happened, Pam? I didn't get any music. That's it, it ended at the weirdest time. It, just, it was such like happenstantial weirdness. <laughs> That's all right. No big deal. It's all right. It's, it's like uh, it's the same kind of silence I get when I enter the bedroom. Yeah, just silence. Anyways, how you guys doing? Friday night, happy hour. Uh, getting older. I think I'm the oldest motherfucker in this place. Yes. By far, that sucks. Thanks for that. I'm feeling older. Uh, my body's breaking down a little bit. Uh, you know, when I was a when I was a kid, I get an erection. It was pretty, it was pretty hard. It was pretty strong. It was uh, it was a hard as forged steel, which was nice at that age. But now I'm 50, and it's getting a little bit different. It's more like a forged signature, uh, short, soft, squiggly, and completely unconvincing. Uh, my wife's not buying it either. She's uh She's, uh, she treats my dick like, it's, uh, like I'm trying to pass her a counterfeit bill. Yeah, she holds it up to the light. She checks it for the blue and red threads. 
you know, make sure it's authentic. She, uh, uh, she, uh, she, you know, she, if God forbid I have a wrinkle in it, she picks it up and uh, she puts it over to the counter edge and she makes that move. She's like smoothing it out. That's not cool. Granite's cold, man. Uh, she, uh, she uh, checked it for the watermark, you know, moves it, moves it side by side. Who gave her a jeweler's lube? That wasn't cool at all. It's not nice. Uh, feeling old, like I said, and the one thing about getting older is that you get a lot of perspective. You know, perspective's good sometimes, but sometimes it can bite you back. Uh, I coached my fifth grade soccer team, which is, which is kind of fun, but I think I'm just too old for it. You know, kids come up to me all the time, they're like, hey, uh, Coach Ray, you know, uh, are we winning? And I'm like, winning? I'm a 50-year-old coaching a soccer team. What you asking me about winning for, kid? No way. He's like, no, no, really. Am I winning? I'm like, yeah. Uh, let's let's examine this for a second, kid. Are you are you a 10-year-old white American male? Yeah, yeah. You're winning. You're winning. I get it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, are you part of the future patriarchy? Yeah, yeah, you're winning, you're winning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, in a couple of generations ago, were my people drinking water from a rain puddle in Karachi, Pakistan? Yeah, 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 we're winning, we're winning. Stop crying, stop crying. We're cool, right? Now put your cleats on and get into the game, kid. <laughs> How many of you guys are here from San Francisco? Anybody? Born and raised? Nobody? I'm the only one? Damn, 50 and a local. I'm like a, I'm like a zebra, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways, uh, born and raised in San Francisco. I got, a, I got friends from the East Coast. They come up to me all the time. They're like, hey, man, how do you live here? How do you live in San Francisco? It must be, uh, it must be tough. Aren't you afraid of earthquakes? I'm like, no, I'm not afraid of earthquakes. Not at all, man. I'm born and raised here. Become a little bit of an earthquake snob, as a matter of fact. I'm like a, I'm like an unbearable wine critic when it comes to earthquakes, right? I'm like a seismic sommelier, right? Yeah, so, you know, even with the smallest of tremors, I'm like, ooh, that was a quaint regional blend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A 3.5 on the Richter scale, if you ask me. I'm even, I'm even <laughs> what happened to your horn, by the way? I'm even pronouncing Richter scale like a douchebag. <laughs> That's cold, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, did you try the 1989 Loma Prieta? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it well. It started out strong with bold Oakland notes and ended with a, a fine, smooth, dry Petaluma finish. Oh, with tectonic delight. San Andreas really uncorked a winner. <laughs> oh my God, and I didn't wake up with a headache the next day. Hand to God, hand to God. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks a lot, Pam. Friday night. I love it. Appreciate it. Oh, now the music comes on. I love it. Thank you. And Brandon Stokes and Ray Kanye. Coming to the stage. Ah. Get off for Michael. I don't know. It was what? Okay, it actually was hard. It was tough. I didn't know if it's your handwriting or not. And you'll Yes. I am Asian and I have a African last name. Feels good. Um, Chinese New Year tomorrow, right? 
Yeah, um, I'm Filipino. That's that's Chinese to most of you guys. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard being Filipino. But yeah, Chinese New Year's tomorrow, right? It's crazy. Woo, hiya ma. Uh, that means fuck your mom in Chinese. Um, yeah, Kong Hei Fat Choi. It's Happy New Year. Um, you know, it's it's stupid that that Chuck E. Cheese is skinny now. You know, Chuck E. Cheese. You know, I didn't know he was on the keto diet. Um, you just imagine him at Whole Foods. <laughs> it's like, let's get some keto cheese, you know. Let's get some keto cheese and go to Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but yeah, he's a great guy. Love that place. Um, you guys, you guys know the main actor for Terminator? Arnold's. He's racist. He's racist, man. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the N-word. <laughs> Caught him. Caught him. Um, I don't know who you call for racism, but um, we got him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's um. You know, talking about legends, and it's kind of sad. Like a lot of legends are dying, like Michael Jackson, Prince. But we're still lucky. There's still we still got some. You know, um, Michael Jordan, Oprah, yeah. right? Bill Cosby, yeah. rape legend. Um, let me get some pudding. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what's my next one? So you guys know what the difference between like a boulevard, an avenue, and uh, La Calle? Uh, no? One's Hispanic, um, stupid, but stupid. Okay, um, <laughs> so you guys know that one song, We Are Family? It's like, I don't really like that song because it doesn't include my whole family. I wish it would have been like, We Are Family. All my sisters, brothers, father, mom, grandparents, cousins, aunts. Not my uncle, though, because he raped somebody. Um, and me. He's not included in the We Are Family song, but No Child Left Behind. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Stupid joke. Um, but yeah, he has, he has Alzheimer's now, my uncle. And, you know, it's... Whenever, yeah, whenever I visit him, I, it's annoying. I have to remind him he has Alzheimer's. It's like, what's Alzheimer's? It's like Alzheimer's is when you have to remind somebody they have Alzheimer's. Um, he's stupid, but... Wow, wow. Yeah, he's, he's stupid now, and it's just... Yeah, my uncle is Bill Cosby. <laughs> Let me get some of that pudding. Um, <laughs> Bill Cosby. Um, you know, it's hard taking care of a quadriplegic, taking care of a quadriplegic. I've been asking the guy I work for, a quadriplegic, for, for a loofah for quite a while now. But I guess I'm just good at giving hand jobs, you know? It's, it still hasn't offered me that loofah. Um, you guys. You know what's weird about about cats? Some of them don't have buttholes. It's like meow, like where's my asshole? Meow. Let me knock over this table. Meow. 
Um, okay. Thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> Get up for Michael, everybody. All right. Yeah, next comment coming to the stage. Give up for Aaron Lyons. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm actually a little bummed that that guy from New York left, because believe it or not, like not even kidding, my grandfather, my great uncle, fought in World War II for the Nazis. Not even kidding. And what's surprising about that? He's actually like a really great guy. Uh, no, but I'm serious. Like he, born in Germany, married a black woman, which is like like just about the time like so woke. But uh, had his 92nd birthday recently, so I'm bummed he left. So I'm just like, what the. Fucking crazy coincidence. Uh, anyway, good way to waste 20 seconds. Uh, who here? Who here does drugs? Anybody here do drugs? Yeah. Anybody here like on drugs like right now? Yeah. 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 We got him. We got him. You got that confession. <laughs> nah, but uh, I wish I did drugs. I I've done drugs before. I can't do drugs. I really wish I could though. Um, I remember when I was like 11, my best friend went up to his mom, we're just eating breakfast, and he's like, Mom, have you ever done drugs before? And she was like a second mom to me, and she just like answered real honestly. She was like, yeah, actually I have. I tried, you know, I smoked weed in college one time, uh, but I didn't like it, so I stopped. And I actually really respect that answer, because previously, like my whole life, people were like, oh, don't do drugs, they're bad, they'll ruin your life. Um, but no, I really respected that answer. And so when I got home, I went up to my mom and I was like, mom, have you ever done drugs before? And she was like, no, no, absolutely not. Never interested in it. And I really respected her, her for that too. Cause I mean, you know, that's, she's like my fucking role model. Uh, looking back, I realized, you know, growing up in Berkeley in the seventies, totally fucking did drugs, like absolutely fucking lying. Uh, my friend actually would later go on to deal drugs, so I guess that's why you lie to your kids. But uh, I remember the first time, first time I did drugs, I didn't get high, but I thought I did. And so from there, I was like, yeah, like I love drugs, like I'm a drugs guy. And so the next week, my friend was like, hey, let's do edibles. Terrible fucking idea. Uh, got high for the first time. The thing I don't like about edibles is that before you try one, you're not gonna know if you like it. And after like 45 minutes, you get that answer like in like the next 10 minutes. And regardless of what that answer is, it's like you're gonna get higher and higher for the next like six hours. So either you're gonna like really like it or it's just gonna be a fucking like terrible, terrible, terrible fucking experience. And that's what mine was. I was like, man, fuck that. I am never doing drugs again. And so then the week later, I was smoking weed with my friends. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, you know, like, I got to have a different experience. It's got to be better. And so I'm trying to, like, play music. I'm trying to untangle this aux cord. My friends are like, yo, you good, bro? You've been, like, fucking with the aux cord for, like, 20 minutes. And I was, like, losing my fucking mind because I was like, yo, I just, I just started untangling this, like, two seconds ago. Wow, wow. Damn, that was mad fast. Uh, anyway, speed shit up because uh, I hella forgot about half the shit. Part of the reason I don't even really smoke anymore and I'll tell you it's kind of I'll tell you why so I remember that second time I smoked was that I was like kind of losing my fucking mind just like sitting on this couch 
uh, being like real quiet. And I, this girl kept like walking in, walking out. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, damn, like she has a really fucking nice ass. Like I never noticed this before, but Melissa has the nicest ass. And then I'm like, why the fuck is everyone staring at me? And then my friend's like, yo, Aaron, why the fuck would you just say that out loud? Like, I had just met these people. We do not hang out anymore. It turns out I just fucking said that shit out loud. So literally, it was just me going like, damn, I never noticed this before, but Melissa has a really nice ass. Why the fuck is everyone staring at me? Just fucking out loud to a bunch of strangers. Um, I used to think that I could be, you know, do some sort of drug that's like really addictive and then beat it. But at the same time, I realized like, you know, like the first time you jerk off, you're like, wow, this is a fucking mind-opening experience, like a whole new world. And then imagine if someone was like, yeah, like if you ever jerk off again, it's gonna ruin your life. And I mean, I jerk off like every fucking day. I jerked off like right before I came here. Uh, every fucking day, so don't do drugs, I guess. Anyway, cool, thanks. Greatest set I've ever fucking seen in my life. Absolutely. All right, last comic coming to the stage. Everybody, give it up for Tushar. Well, thank you. Okay, thanks for waiting around, guys. You, this is amazing. Feels good. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hello. Uh, went to. Uh, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, "Baby, uh, I'm gonna go check out a yoga class," and she goes. Don't like, don't do that. Like Indian dudes should not go to yoga class, you know, like no, no. Indi and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like we own that shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then I went to the yoga class. Turns out Indian dudes don't go to yoga classes. You know, I was one of 19 people, <laughs> one of 19 people in San Francisco, just by demographics. There should have been 10 Indian dudes <laughs> in that class, but they were not. Okay. They, turns out we don't go to yoga classes, right? I felt very out of place. Like the teacher just walks in and she looks at me with that look, you know, that like I should be maybe in CrossFit class or something. And then I look back at her basically trying to say, bitch, we invented this shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Fucking hell. Like this is like it really it hurts me because because then she starts the class, right? And she goes, Okay. Guys, we're gonna start with the word namaste, and namaste means the light in me bows to the light in you and I'm like no bitch just means hello you know that's all it means it's that's not what it that that moment I felt like I'm gonna show everyone how yoga is done you know what I mean like I'm just gonna hold every pose a couple of seconds longer just like grunt harder you know just show everybody how yoga should really be done which was a problem because I have never done yoga before this class you know what I mean like this I have never done yoga in my class uh, <laughs> just it's not it's not see white people have taken yoga made it cool which is great I'm very happy about that but like and I'm glad that white people have yoga now because we've taken their jobs they've taken yoga it's a fair exchange uh, okay <laughs> uh, I think I like the people are woke but I think some people are waking up a little too much you know like the other day, I think it was like November, my boss walks up to me, says, we're making a lot of money, you're doing a good job. And I'm like, oh, thank you, I guess Christmas came early. And she goes, well, can we not say Christmas? Because not everybody celebrates Christmas, right? I'm like, bitch, I don't even celebrate Christmas, you know what I mean? Like, this is not, I was just trying to be inclusive or whatever, you know? 
And she goes, oh, thank God you're taking it well. I'm like, can you not say thank God? Because not everybody believes in God. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking tit for tat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, took a long trip in December since everything was going so well with my wife. Uh, and we went to the Middle East, traveled to Dubai. Uh, guess what? Everybody in Dubai celebrates Christmas, guys. <laughs> you can walk into a Starbucks, buy a pumpkin marshmallow latte. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's, that's just Dubai, you know. Then we went to the deserts of Jordan. It was amazing. Went to this camp. And at some point of time, it was just me and my wife and some locals, right? And I felt like I was going to get robbed. Like, I felt like how white people feel then when they go to India. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's just scared. Like, I was going to be robbed. But then some real white people arrived at the camp. And that made, made me feel so much better, you know? Because I was like, if anybody is getting robbed, it's going to be the white people first. You know? <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> then we went to India. We celebrated Christmas, by the way. And we don't celebrate Christmas, but my wife does, right? At some point, somebody knocked at the door, and we saw there was these white people from Florida. And my dad, like, received them, but he did not know what to do with, the, with them, you know? So he just ran to my wife, and he, just was, he was like, hey, the Christians are here. You want to meet them? Like, he had no idea what to do with that. Uh... Anyway, we came back. We came back, and you know, I, I realized that everybody, I, everywhere I went, people celebrated Christmas, albeit with white people. But um, you know, do you guys ever write jokes and you're like, "Where the fuck am I going with that?" That's how I'm feeling right now. Thank you so much. I know where you're going with it, and it was a rad place. Tushar, I enjoyed your experience very much. I don't know what happened to uh, Brandon, but I'm really excited because Comedy Clubhouse is sold out tonight, which means that I've got to mess with the motherfucking chairs. I got to pull them out of things, and that's really great. This was a really awesome open mic, and it was guest hosted by Brandon Stokes, who's cool and awesome and did a, a super fab. There he is. Yay! Tushar, everybody! Thank you, Brandon Stokes. Everybody clap for Brandon Stokes, your guest host. Fuck it. That is not enough clapping, assholes. Fucking clap for Brandon Stokes. He was a great host. Um, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Hey, uh, I would say stick around for Comedy Clubhouse, but you can't because it's sold out. Ha ha! It never happened, so I'm so excited. Uh, Ralph Scar is on it tonight. Also, Jay, we have two people from out of town. Uh, Emma Pace Jonas is out of Salem, Oregon, and Jay Shingle is out of Seattle. We have a special phone in from Julia Corral out of Portland. And then we have Cody Abe and Ralph Scar and me. So, uh, But it's going to be really fun tonight because it's like fucking sold out. So yay! Okay, bye everybody. Bye! Yay! It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? 
Law Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. <laughs> 